Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WBT. Right, we've been here now 28 days, um, first few days of jury selection, and the remainder receiving testimony, uh, a an overwhelming amount of testimony and evidence that was presented to the jury for the jury's consideration as I indicated to the jury during the jury charge or the charge on the law that this was a matter solely for jury the jury to determine uh, the court found at the end of the state's case that there's sufficient evidence to find the defendant guilty if the evidence um, was believed by the jury. Uh, likewise, at the end of the, the uh, defense's case, when the motion was renewed, the court um, found that the evidence was sufficient for the jury to find the defendant guilty. The jury has now considered the evidence um, for a significant period of time and um, the evidence of guilt is overwhelming, and uh, I deny the motion. So that's a little bit of uh, Judge Clifton Newman yesterday uh, presiding over this case, obviously. Uh, we got the verdict last night uh, after more than 70 witnesses over three weeks. It took jurors three hours to reach their guilty decision. Alec Murdoch guilty uh, yesterday of killing his wife and son. Uh, Bo and Beth here, and we welcome the guy we've talked to uh, throughout this process. He's uh, with us on a Friday morning, and we appreciate that. Bill Graham, how are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We, last night, Bo and I were actually on the phone chatting with each other about today's show when we got word that the verdict, that they had it had come down and that they were prepared to announce that verdict. And I immediately had the thought, man, they were only in there for a little less than three hours. I feel like that means guilty. Were you thinking the same thing as you heard this? I was, and I think a lot of them had made up their mind by the time they had even left their seat and gone into the jury room. Uh, but, uh, yeah, usually when you get a quick one like that, it's a, it's a guilty. Now, I was watching this yesterday, and I was telling Beth— we watched the testimony, and we talked to you about so much of it last week on Thursday and Friday of Alec Murdoch, and, you know, uh, the emotions and the tears and all of that. And you yourself said, uh, remember to watch his testimony through the prism of a former attorney on the stand there and someone who used to coach witnesses and all of that, which, honestly, uh, from the moment you said that, changed a little bit about how I viewed uh, what I was hearing from him. And then yesterday, I was especially clued in, as many people were, on what his uh, mannerisms and reactions would be when the verdict was read. No tears yesterday at all for him. No tears, no emotion, no reaction. He knew it was coming. Um, and I think the jury got it right. Um, it's just a, a tragedy. And, and uh, I feel awful for um, Buster, his son, and his uh um, Maggie's uh, sister, uh, who gave great testimony. Uh, it, it's just a tragedy uh, all the way around. You know, he was standing in a courtroom yesterday, a place where his father, his grandfather, they had served as solicitors. They were, mm -hmm. you know, prosecuting people, basically. And then his great-grandfather or his great-great-grandfather started the law firm that he worked in. And then suddenly this 
this guy, this, you know, Alec Murdoch, he had that family name, the name so well known in that community, standing in that same courthouse and being accused of murder and found guilty of murdering his wife, his son. And in that same courthouse, he admitted to stealing millions of dollars from clients. What of you wouldn't be able to a Hollywood wouldn't be able to create a story like this one, a fall from grace like this one and t- literally a stripping away of a legacy of uh, of generations of a name. Yeah, this is falls into the category of truth being stranger than fiction. Um, you're right. A screenplay would have stretched the. Um, bounds of credulity when, you know, they add up all of that history and you add up all of that, um, uh, you know, the storyline that eventually became uh, the resulting in the jury verdict. I I was with my daughter last night for a little bit and she said, um, she said a lot of her friends had been watching it and following it and they were just getting obsessed with it. And she says, why? And I, I said, rarely do you have a small town dominated by um, you know, few powerful families, uh, low country South Carolina, generations of law enforcement, generations of attorney, and here's a fella who had the um, uh, world by the string and just uh, threw it all away uh, for, you know, drugs, uh, whatever. Um, and and it, it's just, it's a classic tragedy. Uh, and and I'm sure their screenwriters are at it this morning, if not already, to uh, conjure up series and documentaries. And I mean, there's already been a, a Netflix um, uh, program on it, but it's just a tragedy. It's almost as if you're watching it last night as it unfolds and uh, when they were finished, uh, you know, reading the verdict and uh, talking about what's next. It's almost like you expected the credits to start rolling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you have to kind of catch yourself and go, wow, this this is actually, you know, what happens now is real life because this has been real life. And you always see that based on a true story. Well, we watched a true story playing out here. Uh, Bill's going to stay with us one more segment here. And I want to talk about because last time we talked to you, uh, we had sort of some breaking news in the middle of that conversation yesterday when uh, a juror was ousted uh, and an alternate juror was seated. And as you and Beth and me were talking, we were wondering, well, could, could this be grounds for a mistrial? Could this really alter uh, the day yesterday? And in the end, it didn't uh, much at all. I mean, they, they they seated the juror and on they went with the rest of the closing arguments. But uh, I want to talk about that development, uh, you know, now that we've had uh, 24 hours to digest it. And, uh, you know, some final thoughts on the on the case itself as we're talking to Bill Graham with the law offices of Wallace and Graham. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WBT. News Talk 1110 WBT. John Hancock coming up next hour. Jim Zoki going to join us even though he's off today. Got to talk to Zolk on a day after the passing of Jerry Richardson, and we will about 9.20. But right now we're talking about the other huge story of the day, and it happened last night uh, right around dinner time for a lot of people. Uh, the jury said, uh, 
I think they asked the jury if uh, they needed uh, to order dinner, and they said no. Uh, we're going to be about 10 more minutes. We're going to be about 10 more minutes, so we'll be done before dinner time. And uh, the verdict happened, and, of course, uh, you know now that uh, Alec Murdoch guilty uh, on all counts there. And we got Bill Graham with us from the law offices of Wallace and Graham. Bill, when we were talking to you yesterday, right towards the end of this show, it was right when that moment happened where uh, they brought in a, a juror and ousted that juror from the courtroom. An alternate juror was seated, but that juror first was talking about uh, needing to get her eggs that she left in the other. It was just a, a bizarre uh, set of circumstances. And I was looking down at my phone as we were talking to you, and I kept seeing things about eggs. I was like, what is this? But, I, you know, I couldn't quite process it at the moment it was happening. But um, so for a moment there yesterday, it looked like things were going to kind of be uh, uh, turned upside down. And then uh, things resumed and then the closing arguments. And uh, what do you know? We're talking about uh, a verdict today. Yeah, uh, that's why you always have an alternate on standby. Uh, Mr. Harpulian and um, uh, his uh, defense team, they, they did file a motion for a mistrial that was denied. Um, I'm not sure if that was the basis of it, but there was a motion for mistrial that was denied, motion for directed verdict that was denied. Um, and then Judge Newman said that, the, in, in his view, the evidence was, uh, I think he said, overwhelming. Um, but um, you're going to get sentencing today. And uh, yeah, under South Carolina law, um, there's a couple mitigating factors that um, that are at play here. Whether Judge Newman will, um, you know, impose the maximum that he can impose, I'm not sure. But there's really not a significant number of aggravating factors um, other than the relationship between the victim and the perpetrator. But here, um, Mr. Murdoch doesn't have any criminal history that we know of. Uh, to, that would cause this to be an aggravating sentence, but uh, we'll have to see what Judge Newman imposes. But the, the weapons charges are going to uh, sort of meld into the murder charges, uh, and I suspect he will get what we call in our business box card. Uh, that is to say one sentence will run, and then the next one will begin, and it will. but he could run them concurrently. Who, we'll have to wait and see. What happens going forward? I'm sure that there will be um, an appeal, but also oh, yeah. he on the stand admitted to all of those financial crimes. Um, that is a whole separate uh, case, a whole separate federal case. Um, how does this all move forward and what are the potential possibilities for additions to his sentence on top of whatever comes from this guilty verdict, but then all of this extra financial crime stuff that he can't plead not guilty to now. Well, if it's if the crimes that are going to be charged are fraud crime, uh, excuse me, fraud crimes, um, and it's on the criminal side of the house, he could be brought back to court uh, and. He could be sentenced, and those could be tacked on, or they could run concurrently if he's found guilty. Uh, he's entitled to due process on those um, if, if he admitted it on the stand. I'm sure that you know they'll they'll try to ad say he, that he's uh, he's admitted to those things, but he's still trying try, entitled to a trial on those charges if they're brought. Now, on the civil side of the house, remember. You can't. You're not imposing punishment in terms of a penal punishment. These are uh, money crimes, and so the only issue there is is uh, compensation. Mm. So you have to keep that separate in your mind. Those civil trials, 
uh, if they go forward, will only go forward if the lawyers think that there is something that they can get out of the, the property, the estate, the insurance, uh, if there is any, and, and so those will proceed. Bill Graham, uh, when we first started talking about this, so we were asking you things uh, like, what about this Harputlian guy? What should we expect here? Uh, mm-hmm. How long do you think this will go? Uh, and, and now that it's over, I mean, first and foremost, I want to go back to what you said when we started this segment. Uh, this is a this is not a movie. This really happened. There, it's a tragedy. There are uh, people who are affected by this and will be for the rest of their lives. And and we can't lose sight of that. But when you pull back and look at this uh, as the trial itself and the the legal performance of the two sides and and how it uh, happened that we came to this verdict last night, um, what what are your takeaways as you watch how this all played out? I think the state did a good job. I think the defense did a good job. Uh, the whole crux of the case was when we were, as we discussed on the radio on a previous occasion, Alec Murdoch taking the stand. Mm. And he had to take the stand because of what was on his son Paul's phone. How do you explain after 20 people say that's Alex's voice on that? How do you how do you not have to take the stand on that? The defense was stuck. They had to do that. And so, um, interestingly enough, I was watching some of the other guys on, uh, on uh, Law and Crime or Court TV or something uh, last night, and there were some South Carolina guys, and they, they were saying that uh, appeals or you got a 4% uh, overturn rate, which is low. But if the client, sorry, if the uh, convicted uh, Alex Murdoch here, if he was convicted, takes the stand, it goes down to 2%. Mm. So Murdoch has got a 2% chance of getting this overturned uh, under what the statistical analysis of the South Carolina Court of Appeals is. So uh, I don't like his chances here. He's got a 98% chance of of this being upheld. But um, he, he had to take the stand. There was too many things, too many people had lined up saying, that's your voice, you were there. It, it's it's you on the, the Snapchat or whatever it was that Paul had on his phone. Do you think that was the 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 final nail in the coffin, for lack of a better term, for him? Was that video or was it a combination of the defense really pointing out not only the video and having him on the stand talking about that video, but also the financial crimes on top of it? I mean, was there one thing that um, that the prosecution did really well that you think was that moment that the jury was like, yep. We know how we're going on this and why they only deliberated for three hours. Well, I think that the timeline that they constructed plus uh, the, the foundational uh, evidence that they had laid that you cannot believe anything this guy says. Look at how many times he's lied to how many different people about how many different things. You can't trust him. And, and so he took the stand. Don't believe him. Remember, we were talking about. Um, the prosecutor trying to get him to say that he looked the people in the eye yeah. and he lied to them. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. And and so they, they hammered home, don't believe this guy. Don't believe the defense. Don't believe uh, anything this guy's telling you. He's not credible. So you had a non-credible witness taking the stand with a timeline that is, is just as tight as you could possibly get it. And the, the two-shooter theory is uh, was never going to hold water. I know they were trying their best, mm-hmm. but that was never going to hold any water because it, 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 it made absolutely no sense at all. Bill Graham, I promise we'll stop bothering you for a while. 
Oh, you bother me anytime. <laughs> Always good to talk to y'all. Well, we uh, we really enjoyed having you in here in studio last week, and we've gotten so much great feedback oh, about uh, that hour and how uh, it really uh, filled in some blanks and, and, and educated some people about this whole process. But uh, you're great. We'll talk to you next week, and thanks so much. Y'all have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.